Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pity Awards. And now, to welcome your co-hosts for the evening, John O'Peck. Hey everybody, I kind of ran out of time to write some jokes for this, so I've asked an AI to put a few together based on some topics and questions that I punched into the machine, so here it is. It looks like the Game Awards just pulled out all the stops with their latest surprise guest, Al Pacino, legendary actor, who made a special appearance at the event. I mean, what's a video game award show without a random celebrity guest? It's like having a birthday party without a clown. I mean, sure. Al Pacino's an icon and all, but what does he know about video games? Oh wait, he was in that one game where he played a hitman? Wow, it looks like Xbox is really pulling out all the stops with their Game Pass subscription service. I mean, when you don't have any exclusive games of your own, you have to get creative. I mean, sure, you could try to make your own exclusive games, but that takes time and money. Or you could just throw a bunch of other people's games onto your service and hope that people will be too distracted by the variety to notice that none of the games are actually yours. Genius. Looks like Sony just announced the price for their new PSVR 2 virtual reality headset and let me tell you, it's a real steal. For the low, low price of $999, you can experience the thrill of being completely immersed in a virtual world. I mean, what's a few extra mortgage payments compared to the chance to finally live out your dream of being a virtual ninja? But hey, at least it comes with a free demo of Astrobot Rescue Mission, so you can justify the cost by telling yourself it's really just a really expensive game purchase. It looks like Brendan's still going strong with Fortnite, even after all these years. I mean, who needs to try new games when you can just stick with the same one for eternity? Who needs variety when you have the tried and true formula of building, shooting, and dancing your way to victory? It's like choosing to eat the same bowl of cereal every day for breakfast. Sure, it might get boring after a while, but at least you know what you're getting. Plus, Brendan's already mastered all the dance moves, so why bother learning new ones? Keep on keeping on, Brendan. And with that, I will introduce our hosts for the 2022 biddies. It's Brendan White. And Miss Ellie Hart, the Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome to the final episode of the Hungry Gamers for 2022. And we are here to tackle the best and brightest from within the community. We're obviously talking about our end of year awards that are wholly and solely driven by you, the listener. Uh, I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And joining me is my podcast writer, Die, and my THG partner in crime. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ali Hart. Miss Ali Hart, how the bloody hell are you? Doing well. Sad to end another year. Looking forward to the year beyond and uh, excited to see what the uh, 8-bit community has to say. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm um, also sad to uh, hear some of those jokes that uh, John threw at us there. I, I don't know if you know if that was the best that AI has got. Then uh, you know what? It, it's not on the the same level as the the AI uh, art craze that is doing the rounds. The, the Ooh, comedy yeah. has a little bit of making up to do there. And uh, for those curious, yes, my uh, my floss game is very strong. I've got the uh, the dance emotes down pat just uh, just about. And uh, yeah, Fortnite's great. Don't be don't be hating on Fortnite No Build. It is the game that brings the community and the world together. Yeah. And Sometimes. bloody hell, it's, it's a miracle game that it changed our minds. So. 
Yeah, and I uh, I spent a lot of money this week uh, because obviously they've got the My Hero Academia collab going on with Fortnite at the moment. I bought oh, yeah. everything. I've got all the skins. I'm probably never going to use all the skins, but I've got them all now. Yeah, I actually didn't didn't drop too much money along with that and some Christmas stuff. I've actually been pretty reserved, so pat on my I'd- back. I admire that. I have no self-control. I spent all the money on there, but uh, you know what? The FOMO is very real and uh, they're, they're rotating other skins in and out like mad, but uh, it's just what they got to do, Epic. You know, they're, they're hard up to pay that rent, so they've got to generate whatever income they can to uh, supplement those <laughs> server costs. But uh, yes, we are here for the Biddies 2022 edition, obviously the largest community-driven award ceremony in Australia in the video game and pop culture space. <laughs> Cannot confirm nor deny that is an accurate statement, but for now, we are going to say goddamn right it is. In our hearts, it is. It is. It is in our hearts and in our minds. And um, yeah, we're not talking any gaming news. We're not talking about what we've been playing. It's strictly award season time, baby, as it is all the way across the industry. So uh, we've got a whole host of categories that we're going to be unpacking today, uh, Mm. covering things like TV, movies, uh, moments of the year, character of the year, indie game of the year, game of the year, etc., etc. So we've got a, a nice smattering of titles and um, categories to peruse here. So, uh, yeah. you know, I know award ceremonies typically do run over time and go excessively long. So we'll do our best to keep things like tight and short and snippy and snappy. So uh, should we jump in and start things off with our first category, Miss Hart? Um, yeah. Give me one second. I'll lead you in with a nice uh, drop. TV show of the year. And the nominees are we have Andor from Disney Plus, The Bear, uh, found on Hulu and Disney Plus, Better Call Saul by uh, AMC, that can be found also on Foxtel and Binge, Cyberpunk Edge Runners uh, by Studio Trigger and also on Netflix, Moon Knight on Disney Plus, Peacemaker on HBO Max or Foxtel and Binge. We also have Severance on Apple TV, She-Hulk, done by Marvel and Disney+, Plus, Spy Family by Wit Studios, Cloverworks, and found on Crunchyroll, Stranger Things, which is on Netflix, and Yellow Jackets, found on Paramount+. A lot of good nominees there. We were, yeah. Very lucky for TV. Full disclosure as well, listeners, like this has been our largest... Uh, voting wave of the biddies to date. So we did have a lot more nominations, but we've taken sort of the the roughly 10 or so asterisks beside 10 highest vote getters for each category as well. So everyone mm. that did nominate, and you might not hear some of the titles that you voted for, it just means it didn't make that initial initial cut as far as final numbers coming in there. So we did get a lot more great nominations there, but yeah, uh, yeah we've just sort of grabbed the, the top end of town as far as the vote getters and the, the largest uh, voice of the community. And uh, yeah, that's them. And that'll be the same for all categories. So, so um, yeah, if there's things that you voted for that aren't in there, fear not. They were part of the voting process, but yeah, they were just sort of cut in that first wave as we sort of tried to scale it back to a little bit more of a palatable um, assortment of nominees. Yeah. I mean, we were we were blessed with a lot of great content this year, so we it's hard were to indeed. Choose. We were indeed, and um, I can confidently and happily say that uh, out of all those nominees, I've watched every single season or episode <laughs> of all of those shows on display there, and um, I think it's a very deserving list. Uh, yeah, I'm probably sitting on solid like ten percent. Ten percent? I think so. Looking what? at the list. 
Yeah, looking at this list, we're looking at about 10% for me. Damn. All right, so I'm looking at the list. Peacemaker, you've definitely watched. Moon Knight, you fell off at the start. Cyberpunk, you haven't finished yet. <laughs> Andor, you haven't finished yet. And I don't think you've watched any of The Bear. No. Which is great. Although it seems like very much a show that I would enjoy. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy The Bear. Severance as well. Severance is a trip. She-Hulk, you didn't mind. Yeah, you haven't I finished watched, it yet, or did no, you watch I it all? No, I watched it all. So I okay. the the ones that I finished it was definitely Peacemaker, She Hulk. Okay, <laughs> that's 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 say twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like because I'm like uh, I went back on She Hulk, but okay. I I love I love all of these shows. The cool thing, looking at this list as well, outside of Stranger Things and. Better Call Saul. Everything is new. Everything is new on this on this list here. Like as far as a first season airing in the last twelve months. So, oh right, uh, yeah. A lot of new content there. A lot of shows that have been renewed for second and third seasons and things like that as well, which is very exciting. But uh, I guess we should um, stop the suspense and announce the winner of TV Show of the Year, Miss Hart, and uh, who took out the W for TV Show of the Year for the twenty twenty two biddies. The winner is. And or on Disney Plus. Very, very, very deserving, I think. Um, yeah, the statistics, when I was running it through the, the sort of Excel spreadsheet to get all the percentages and whatnot, it actually came away with about 30% of the total vote. Uh, a lot hmm. of people be loving Andor. And uh, some of the stats we've managed to uncover on Andor as well, it's the number one performing show for the year for Disney Plus. It's the, the number eight rated sci-fi and fantasy show across all streaming platforms for the year. Uh, it's the number eight most visited Wikipedia page oh. of uh, 2022. It's also the number four most torrented show, almost torrented <laughs> piece of media nice. in the torrent world for 2022. <laughs> uh, ninth on IMD from a popularity standpoint. As far as the, the Google searches overall, it's the 58th overall most Google searched title or topic for 2022 so the world be thirsting for andor they're buzzing deservedly so it's one of my favorite shows of the year and i cannot wait to see what they do with the second season brilliant cast brilliant writing very very tense cat mousey espionage high stakesy stuff where even though you sort of ultimately know what plays out off the back of rogue one yeah. Getting to that point, there's still a lot of uncertainty and a lot of uh, stress that comes with this show. And it's it's brilliant. It is such a special show. I'll give it another try. I've already made that promise. Good, good. And give these other shows another try. Oh, a try as well. The Bear especially. I think you love The Bear. I have a good feeling that I'll probably like The Bear. This seems like a real uh, attachment to like uh, like cooking and Anthony Bourdain and that kind of stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that same vibe. Obviously, Better Call Saul has now ended after its sixth season. Soul Park Edge Rudders, single one-shot season. Moon Knight, second season coming. Peacemaker, another season coming. Severance, another season coming. I can only imagine we get more She-Hulk. Spy Family, more on the way. Stranger Things, final season next year. And then Yellow Jackets has not only been, um, obviously, the second season comes out in 2023, but it's also already been renewed for a third season too. Mm. Good times, good times. All right, let's uh, keep this very, very great cracking pace and jump into this next one. Movie of the Year. And the nominees are for Movie of the Year in the 2022 Biddy Awards. Barbarian, directed by Zach Kreger. The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. Bullet Train, directed by David Leach. 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneidert. Glass Onion, directed by Ryan Johnson. Prey, directed by Dan Trachtenberg. And Top Gun Maverick, directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Miss Hart. Mm. Pretty solid list there. As far as what you've watched off this list, this is feeling like it's going to be a lot stronger than the TV shows from your viewing um, yes. of 2022. Yeah, actually, I'm, I like we. There's been a good chunk of movies that have come out this year, and um, I'm just really proud to see that me and a lot of the Eight Bit Nation are very much on the same level. So um, there's a few movies in there that I really enjoyed this year. So it's good to see that they made the list. Mm. Would you say? Would you say Bullet Train or The Batman was probably your favourite movie of the year? I know they're both sort of up there or right up there for you. I would say uh, Bullet Train was mm. probably my favourite between those two. Such such a gem. Such a it delight. Is. I've seen everything on this list apart from Glass Onion. I really, really want to watch it, but I just haven't made the time to check it out. I really yeah, liked that's pretty the, recent. the first film in, in this, uh, I guess, now ongoing series. Uh, so mm. I need to take some time to check that out over this holiday period. But everything else on this list, banger after banger after banger. And the winner of Movie of the Year for 2022 goes to Joseph Kaczynski and Top Gun Maverick. Ooh. Tom Cruise is back, baby. And, uh, you know, he can't get enough of these extreme stunts. <laughs> you saw the, uh, the thing doing the rounds the other day where he's just skydiving out in South Africa somewhere, doing a shout out about how Top Gun Maverick is, is such a you know, juggernaut of a film and making all the money. And I think he's 56 or 57. The man cannot be stopped. Yeah, like um, it's like slightly impressive if he didn't have such the interesting uh, connections to himself. He is quite a very uh, interesting man, I guess is the best way to describe him. But I mean, keep on keeping on. If you've got it, keep going. Keep using it, jumping out of planes and what all the other stuff that he does, or exactly. hanging onto planes while the planes in flight. I think that's the other thing he did. I'm hoping when I'm in my 50s, I can even just get out of bed without feeling <laughs> lots of discomfort. This guy is just next level, and he's definitely got some vampire blood in him, I think. he's uh, The aging process seems to have slowed to a halt for Mr. Tom Cruise. Maybe, mm. maybe there's some things with Scientology that we need to explore more. Maybe there is some uh, anti-aging, alien-oriented belief system there that uh, keeps you going and keeps you youthful. But, uh, I also hear money's good. That's true. That's true. I uh, I like money. I've heard it's pretty good. Uh, Tom Cruise's money would be great. And um, on the topic of Top Gun and money, uh, the need for speed does not come cheap, Miss Hart. According to a report from Bloomberg, the U.S. Navy charged production team of Top Gun Maverick over eleven thousand dollars, and that's in USD, an hour for access to its FA-18 Super Hornet fighter jets. No wonder the final budget ended up over one. 171 million US dollars because it's an hourly rate of $11,000. Hourly rate. But you know what? Like, if you're a millionaire or whatever, you know, say you're, you're very successful whatever. from a cash perspective and, and you decided to, you wanted to borrow or, or lease an F-18 Hornet at $11,000 an hour. Like, if you could go Obviously, they wouldn't let you fly unless you. No, I was going to say, I'm like, who's flying? Because then you got to pay for the pilot. Yeah, yeah well, maybe, maybe that's another eleven thousand. I don't know, but you know, let, let's say twenty thousand an hour to be flying around in one of these things. Like, if I was a millionaire, I'd do that once or twice. I don't think I could. I think I would get very sick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've um, 
I've been in a couple of smaller planes and I've, I actually got to fly in a glider with someone way back in the day wow. and I vomited everywhere. Wait, <laughs> in, while in the glider? In, while in the glider. <laughs> oh, like, no. In the little spew baggy oh, because okay. we hit some crazy air pockets and, yeah, it just churned me up all the wrong ways and I uh, filled that little chunder bag very oh. quickly. But I got to fly that plane. I got to fly like a small little prop plane another time. Didn't spew that time, but the glider, I don't know if it was just extra turbulent that day. I went everywhere, everywhere. All right, let's, uh, let's move into our third category of the podcast. Anime of the Year. Okay, so the nominees are Chainsaw Man by Mappa. And found on Crunchyroll, we have Demon Slayer by Ufotabel Table. Yeah, I'm still not 100% sure myself on that one. Like, is it UFO Table or Ufotable? I don't know. Maybe it's UFO Table because it makes more sense. Uh, that is also found on Crunchyroll. Wow, we have My Dress Up Darling by Cloverworks, also found on Crunchyroll. We have Laugh, uh, Love After World Domination by Project 9, also found on Crunchyroll. We have Spy Family uh, by Wit Studios, Cloverworks, and found on Crunchyroll. Oh, and your boy Kung Min, PA Works, and High Dive. So, uh, obviously, the biggest anime fans should, uh, you know, announce these awards. Uh, we've seen some interesting mentions here, but uh, obviously, a lot of them have been brought up on uh, the Hungry Gamers. So, uh, it's good to see a collection. It seems we're we're in lockstep with the uh, with the nation here. Some absolute bangers there. Those those six nominees, love them all very very much. So some of the best, not only best narratives, whether it be funny, sad, heartfelt, horrific, super violent, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but also like the animation style across all six of these shows as well is top tier like demon slayer especially like um yeah ufo table or ufo table i don't know i still don't know how to pronounce it they don't even have a wiki page which is kind of weird but the animation in demon slayer is next level it's some of the best in anime in my humble opinion and i would not be sad to see any of these six take out the the win for anime of the year but uh the winner is miss heart the winner is by family, Wit Studios, Cloverworks, and found on Crunchyroll. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, th- this one is really, really well loved in the anime community and, and beyond, really. So, uh, not too surprised with this one. Yeah, it's it's the next big super hit for Crunchyroll. Like, um, the Forger family, cute as hell. I love the, the absurdity and the concept of, you know, this pseudo-European world war ii era period piece where they're trying to overthrow governments and evil warlords but also mm-hmm. weaving in the life of a of a fake family where you've got an assassin <laughs> a spy and then a, a young girl with uh, the ability to read minds all living as a as a fake surrogate family and it's just the best and it's just blowing up and i love it so much and the first season is just about finished which makes me sad uh, but we have a second season and an anime film uh, that was just recently announced in December 2022 and uh, both are set to premiere in 2023. Uh, as of December 2022, uh, Spy Family had over 29 million copies in circulation, making it one of the best-selling manga series. It's awesome. And it's great have you too read the because manga? I've, got, I've read the manga. It's, um, I think, 
I've got the first seven chapters or seven books, and like that's because it's still the story is still getting written. It's only oh, a recently it? new manga, oh. so the story from both the written perspective and the anime, they're probably going to, depending on the pacing of, of how much they release the show, it might end up overtaking the manga a la Game of Thrones or it's going to have to wait as more releases come out. So That's like One Piece, right? Yeah, One Piece, Bleach, all those big boys like that that just go forever. I hope this show goes forever because it's just so fun and I love it. It makes me laugh, makes me smile and... It's just cute as shit. So uh, Spy Family winning Anime of the Year, a new category for 2022. Very, very, very deserving. And um, yeah, get that into you. It's, it's crazy too that like, you see that listing, the, the dominance of, of Crunchyroll, you know, formerly Funimation and... Yeah, well, I guess that's what happens when you buy but uh, yeah, if you're an anime fan, you don't have Crunchyroll, I don't know what you're doing because everything is on there. Uh, High Dive is... Okay, yeah. the Apple TV app is janky as hell, but once you learn how to navigate it, it's good. And there is some good content on there. So High Dive does have some good stuff, like your boy Kong Ming. Like, yeah, is it wrong to pick up Girls in a Dungeon Season 4, uh, which is also great. But uh, let's shift gears, Miss Hart. Let's move into the next category of the awards. Indie Darling of the Year. All right, this category, listeners, is highlighting those indie gems that were released in the calendar year that was from a video game perspective. And in alphabetical order, the nominees are Arcade Paradise by Nosebleed Interactive, Cult of the Lamb by Massive Monster, Infernax by Berserk Studio, Lake by Gamius, Life After Magic by Evie Nova, Power Wash Simulator by Future Lab, Immortality by Sam Barlow, Shadows Over Loathing by Asymmetric, Sifu by Slow Clap, Stray by Blue 12, and Trombone Champ by Holy Wow. So that is our nominees for Indie Darling of the Year for 2022. What do you think of that list, Miss Hart? Great list. This is a list that I feel like I'm a little bit more familiar with. I also love that trombone champ got into <laughs> that game. <laughs> it, it is a hell of a amount of fun from what I can see. Like, I'm still yet to play a second, but I feel like I've enjoyed the game secondhand, thirdhand yeah. by watching people play it on stream. Yeah, but um, yeah, incredible list and a very diverse list. We've got a lot of different types of games in there and amongst it. And that's always, I guess, the great thing about indie games is we have that opportunity from devs to explore different game styles and uh, themes and everything like that. So quite a collection of game titles here. A great collection. And the cool thing is, like you said, there's something for everybody. Oh, yeah. These are games that cover all walks of life, all different kinds of themes, different art styles, different play styles. Like one of these games that got a lot of love amongst the, the listings that I hadn't really heard about or knew much about until doing a bit of research for the biddies 
And that's Life After Magic, which is like a sort of a, a pixel relate, like pixel art style game that was actually made for like one of those game jams initially. Oh, yeah. And then it yeah. sort of blew up and they've, they've released it on a couple of platforms where you can get your hands on it. Looks super cute. The art style is really great. The, the character models and the tone looks really fun. So I think I'm actually going to give that a spin. Like Evie Nova and a, a couple of other friends just yeah, smashed this game out over a weekend for a game jam. And then it's just sort of picked up and now become a full-fledged title. So uh, I'm looking forward to giving that a go. I've played mm. half of, of that list. Worked through like Stray, Sifu, Immortality, Power Wash Simulator, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, so about half, about half. I've heard Infernax is really good as well. Yeah, I've heard about that one. I just like, I love the Power Wash Simulator also made it onto the list. Shout out to us, us uh, Power Wash Sim fans because uh, it's just great. And Immortality, uh, FMV style video game, getting a lot of praise. Obviously, her story definitely uh, made set the path for uh, Immortality, but... I just hope this just means we're just going to see more FMV style video games because I just have a little hidden love for them. I just think they're so great. They are really, really great. And yeah, like I, I was sort of out in the wilderness on FMV for a good long while, but Immortality has just pulled me right back in. So I'm hoping we see more from Sam Barlow in the coming years in this sort of genre and this vein of storytelling because it's just so unique and so memorable. All right, Miss Hart, the winner of Indie Darling of the Year for 2022 goes to Cult of the Lamb by Massive Monster and published by Devolver Digital. The Aussies take home the bickies there. And uh, a couple little quick statistics. Cult of the Lamb also won Best Indie Game at this year's Golden Joystick Awards. It was also the 2022 Australian Game Developer Awards winner for Game of the Year, plus three additional awards for excellence in gameplay, excellence in music, and excellence in art. So, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Yeehaw. But Cult of the Lamb, we loved our time with this. It was just... A little little surprise, well, maybe not surprise hit, but it was a little hit of 2022 when uh, the the marketing campaign off the back of it, the merchandise, the plushies, the social media sort of just running with this game and the cuteness slash like horrificness of the game combined just made for a very memorable and uh, unique experience. Yeah, I, I love the combination of cute and evil and this game having two kind of different play styles to attach to it, whether it be the dungeon crawling or it be the base setting up. Obviously, there was one that I gravitated towards more, but then got capped out and kind of avoided dungeon crawling as much as I could. Uh, but yeah, it was well loved and I definitely saw maybe a lot of people that wouldn't have normally picked it up, uh, give it a try and enjoy it. So, And then obviously... Uh, developing more into streamers and developing an extension so streamers and chat can kind of work together and uh, have that shared um, experience so very well done very well done indeed yes yeah. so a massive monster devolver digital hat tip to all you involved with cult of the lamb which was yeah a ton of fun it's available on all platforms if you haven't had a chance to give it a look uh it could be a perfect little later or slash last minute christmas gift True. as well for uh family members friends enemies everyone else in between there but that is our indie darling of the year all right, listeners, we have a very, 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 very special musical guest for this evening. As is tradition with an awards ceremony, you do need, do need a fantastic musical offering, and we have pulled out all the stops. So sit back, 
relax and enjoy the tunes from our friends over at Holy Wow, who have brought us Trombone Champ. What an absolute banger, Miss Hart. That uh, song is going to live on in my memory for the next five to ten minutes at the very least. Pure art, that is. Pure art. There's uh, inspiration for all of us there to take home and uh, try to be the best trombone players we can. All right, Miss Hart, what is our next award category for the 2022 biddies? Oh, there's no sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's on me, Sorry. <laughs> I kind of had to like think about where I was leading up from. <clears throat> Sorry. That's all right. Okay, coming up next, we have moment of the year. So uh, this could be honestly anything, any highlighted moment that uh, stood out to the community. And we have quite a few unique ones in here. So uh, settle in as I rattle off the nominees, which are everything, everywhere, all at once, the butt plug fight scene. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. The AEW, uh, the CM Punk press conference at All Out. We have She-Hulk, the Daredevil's Walk of Shame. We have Immortality, the one and the other one. We have the death of Google Stadia. That was quite a moment. House of the Dragon, the dragon chase in the finale. Spoilers? Kind of a little, but broad enough, hopefully not to impact too many spoilers. We also have Elden Ring, just the sheer scope. We have the Game Awards, the Bill Clinton kid. Mm. We have Cold of the Lamb, 
the life of your followers, you know, eating poop and other horrible things. We have Rings of Power, the Mordor reveal, also spoilers. We have the Renaissance comeback of uh, Brendan Fraser, or Fraser. I don't know what people want to refer to him as, but that's Fraser is what I've always known. Me too. Stranger Things, the running up that hill sequence, and boy golly, I never thought I could hate a Kate Bush song. <laughs> Love that woman, but that song got absolutely ruined. And then Thor and Kratos going to war in Ragnarok. Maybe also spoilers. Some, some of them are certainly like subtle spoilers, depending on how you interpret the context. But like we do see Thor and Kratos having a bit of a scuffle right off the jump. We do. Maybe. So, lukewarm spoilers there for, for a lot of those things. It won't really break the, the viewing or playing experience, I hope, with any of the ones you mentioned. I tried True. to reword them because we did get an absolute bucket load of nominees as far as moment of the year. And some of them were hitting similar beats and similar references. And then mm-hmm. some were just referencing the same game or title. So, I've just sort of bundled a lot of it together and just given us a bit more of a tighter focus 10 to 12 overall moments that I think uh, were worth talking about there because, yeah, we did have a lot of them. And, um, yeah, a lot of very worthy nominees there, Uh, a lot of very memorable moments. I lost my shit when I saw the butt plug fight scene get mentioned a few times uh, in in the nominations. (laughs) Proud of you guys out there. Also, you know, highlighting uh, the eating of poop and other horrible things in the game. Also very important, so... You just got to keep them followers happy however you can. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we've got a great collection of things here. Some, you know, some good, some bad, some memorable, some that maybe not everyone knows about. But got quite a collection and it seems like we actually might have a combined winner. We do have a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a push here, a bit of a draw due to... The greatness of two very different topics or things or people. And uh, yeah, who were our two winners for moment of the year in 2022? So the winners are Elden Ring and the Sheer Scope. And the second winner is the Renaissance comeback of Brendan Fraser. Very, very, very deserving. There was a lot of Brendan Fraser love coming through where it was just how great to see him back again it's awesome we've missed brendan fraser looking forward to the whale or you know doom patrol or Mm. whatever else he's sort of uh attached to these days and then elden ring uh elden ring there was a lot of referencing in the nominations about you know certain boss battles or certain experiences so i've sort of bundled all that in it was more than anything else as far as our moments of the year where it was Elden Ring was getting mentioned, but because the game is so goddamn big and mm. there's so many things to do, I've just sort of yeah, called that the sheer scope of it. So whether it be the crazy boss battles, the giant world, the the area you explore, just the sheer scope of the game is what mm. encompasses the broader moment. So Elden Ring and Brendan Fraser winning our moment of the year for 2022. What do you think of that, Misa? You think that's deserving? I think that's absolutely deserving. Um, I... I absolutely agree with the Elden Ring. There's a lot of great things that came from that. A lot of memes, a lot of uh, artwork that came attached to it. We also had the infamous story of a hero called Let Me Solo Her. Um, So it makes sense. There was a lot of great things connecting to Elden Ring. A lot of great moments for the year. 
And then I just love Brendan Fraser and I just, um, I think a lot of us are just so happy to see him back on his feet again and getting the love and appreciation that he deserves and maybe wasn't 100% aware was out there for him. So Exactly. Yeah, he, he sort of... Uh had a bit of a bit of a dark patch there where he was dealing with a lot of things from from being in the the celebrity sort of lens and it's yeah. nice to see him back and doing well and yeah Elden Ring see doing very well this year winning winning many an award and reviewing very very highly from every outlet so very justified all right we're going to move now into the third last category of the biddies for 2022 character of the year and this list encompasses not only film, TV show, anime, video games. There is a lot of great characters we got to experience in 2022 from all those mediums. Mm-hmm. And the nominees are Amicia Derune from A Plague Tale, Innocence or Requiem, depending on if you want to get specific. Anya and Lloyd Forger from Spy Family. So they were two separate nominations, but I just bundled them together because it's the, uh, the father-daughter combo. Kami from The Bear. Got to watch the Bear Miss Heart. You really need to. I will. Cassian Andor from Andor. I will watch it. Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al Yankovic in the Weird Al Yankovic biopic. Denji, Miss Heart's favourite character from Chainsaw Man. <laughs> the eyes are rolling for audio listeners only. She's not happy right now. Detective Benoit Blanc from Glass Onion. Obviously, we're talking about Daniel Craig's character. The uh, very charismatic detective Benoit Blanc. By the way, just loving his little uh, ad that he's done recently, dancing. Oh, I love it. He's a dude and he's got some of the bluest eyes you'll ever see in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Daniel Craig. All right. Galadriel from Rings of Power. John Cena as Peacemaker. Kratos from God of War Ragnarok. Madison from She-Hulk. Vecna from Stranger Things. And Wednesday from Wednesday. Mm. Miss Hart, a very diverse and mixed shortlist there of Character of the Year. As mentioned, we did get a lot of other nominations, but we just grabbed that sort of top end of town as far as the highest vote getters go. Yeah. And that is our list for Character of the Year for 2022. What are you feeling about that list, Miss Hart? Anyone that stands out to you, good, bad, or otherwise? Um, but uh, good to see Daniel Radcliffe in there for Weird Al Yankovic. I've still got to watch that. It just looks absolutely bonkers, insane. And considering I grew up constantly on YouTube or any other de- device watching Weird Al Yankovic like music videos, so I really feel like I need to watch that and see Daniel Radcliffe probably just do the most amazing job ever. Um, and then obviously... I've mentioned many a times uh, on the show about how I had a complete flip change on my opinion on John Cena and his role as Peacemaker in both the Suicide Squad movie and then his own show. I didn't care for this man and then he just completely won me over. Uh, Always impressed. So good to see him here as well. Yeah, no, this this list is great. Uh, I've watched... Everything on this list, bar or played, experienced everything on this list, bar Weird Al Yankovic, but I've watched the trailers and it looks fantastic. Looks so incredible. I'm excited to give that a look. And Daniel Radcliffe doing whatever he can to distance himself from the Harry Potter stigma. He's been in some very unique titles over the years since Harry Potter. I think he's done a great job at just accepting roles that he is interested in, like 
he hasn't just accepted just anything. He's looked, done a lot of like art house and a lot of indies as well. And I just, I think that's just great for him. Mm-hmm. Horns, Guns Akimbo, now Weird Al Yankovic. Great games. I mean, great films. <laughs> Guns Akimbo is sick. <laughs> it's fucking hammered two pistols into his hands so they just can't, can't be let go of. It's mm-hmm. so good. And Samara Weaving, I love you. All right, so the winner for Character of the Year for 2022 goes to... It's actually a tie. We've got Ooh. our second tie of the biddies for 2022. And the winners or joint winners go to Kratos from God of War Ragnarok and Madison from She-Hulk, who is one of my favorite new characters of the year. Not Any scene she was in. <laughs> uh, I, I want to spin off with just her and Wongers. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. They were dynamite on screen together and she cracks me up. So obviously Christopher Judge is the voice actor for Kratos in God of War Ragnarok. He most recently won the award for best performance at the 2022 Game Awards. And Patty Guggenheim, who plays the breakout character Madison on She-Hulk Attorney at Law, is absolutely here for all of the memes. She is a great social follow. Yeah, she... um. She was one of the most popular uh, Halloween costumes I saw this year. And I think like that just shows how much of an impact your character can have in just only a few episodes. Like she wasn't in every episode. So I did love seeing that she was a very popular choice for Halloween this year. She was so great. She was mm. so great. So congratulations to Patty and Christopher or Kratos and Madison there for winning our character of the year. But Miss Hart, let's jump into the second last category for 2022. Most anticipated game of 2023. All right. So most anticipated game. We've seen a lot of uh, games this year get kind of pushed back. The nominees are Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios, Diablo 4, Blizzard, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo, Octopath Traveler 2 by Acquire and Square Enix, Resident Evil 4, Capcom, Silent Hill 2, Konami, Starfield from Bethesda, and Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac. What a list. What a list. very excited to play all of these games. I'm still yet to play a Baldur's Gate ever. Not even a minute of it, but maybe this is the game that's going to get me because it's obviously heavily focused on, you know, that D&D type of archetype. And from what I hear from the beta, it's really fun to play. It's very pretty. Maybe I finally get into uh, Baldur's Gate with number three when it drops in 2023. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, we're kind of spoiled because, like, I know they're not the same, but they're kind of similar is when you have the games like Baldur's Gate 3 and then Diablo 4 as well. Um, very spoiled for choice. Baldur's Gate, I actually played way back when on the PC, but seeing this kind of new evolution of Baldur's Gate 3, I'm not too sure if I'm gravitating towards it too much, but excited for Diablo 4. I'm definitely me, excited me too. for Diablo 4. It looks so good. And obviously, the the Blizzard Activision drama aside, yes. the game looks very special, and I'm excited for that. Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Anyone that's listened to a THG over the years know that I'm not the biggest Zelda fan, but I'll still give it a go because I think it'll be enjoyable. 
Mm. Octopath Traveler 2. I played Octopath Traveler 1 and it was fantastic. Nice little throwback JRPG. Resident Evil 4 and Silent Hill 2. The remakes of two horror classics there. Yeah. Horny for both of those. (laughs) And then Starfield and Spider-Man 2 equally as horny for. The Spider-Man 2, um, a lot of love, a lot of love out there for that one. Um, very popular and obviously we're getting a lot of announcements now of the, the next installment of the animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I just feel like Spider-Man usually cannot do no wrong. So Yeah, I've got high hopes for Spider-Man and yeah, the, the next Into the Spider-Verse film dropping, I think it was June the 3rd, it was first week of June somewhere was the date that was announced. Maybe the 6th, I can't remember, but yeah. Mm. Uh, Looking forward to seeing what Miles Morales and co is up to in that one. But Miss Hart, what is the community's most anticipated game for 2023? Okay, the winner is Starfield from Bethesda. So um, Starfield is the winner out of all these immaculate and incredible games. I think just people are really, (laughs) really anticipating this one because I think a lot of people have been waiting quite some time for this one to come out. Yeah, like we still don't have a fixed date. We've got like first half of 2023. Obviously, this was meant to come out on November the 11th of uh, 2022, which uh, did not happen, obviously, because mm-hmm. we're past that and the game's not here. But uh, yeah, coming out first half of 2023, I'm very excited. The game looks great. Uh, the scope of it looks pretty cool. We're mm. just talking like a thousand planets and ton of customization. But we were looking at some stats before this, Miss Hart, and uh, the protagonist is a silent protagonist. So you don't have a voice for your ship captain, whether it be a humanoid or an alien. Uh, No voice from your character. What do you feel about that? I think that's, I honestly think it's great. And it's a better way to immerse yourself in your character. So all the games that I, that sit in the same kind of criteria, I think I always enjoyed more when my character didn't speak. Um, I just think it's way more immersive and uh, less restrictive too. I'm um, I'm quietly confident about this game and especially even though I haven't played in a good long while, we did uh, jump in pretty religiously into No Man's Sky for a hot minute there. Oh yes. You more more so than I, but this game feels like it's going to be taking some of the best parts from that. Like there's obviously ship customization. You can change the look and feel of your ship and your layout, look and feel of your crew. Uh, you can build your own outposts and hire characters to work there on your behalf. So it's going to be, it's going to be taking some of those great uh, world building mechanics and moments from No Man's Sky, and then uh, sprinkling in that great sort of Bethesda narrative experience over the top. Hopefully, so mm, uh, Starfield winning most anticipated for twenty twenty three. Yes, sir. Very deserving. Very deserving. But Miss Hart, we are jumping into the last category of the 2022 biddies obviously this is the big one this is the one y'all been waiting for we're talking about none other than game of the year and the nominees are cult of the lamb by massive monster elden ring by from software god of war ragnarok from santa monica studios Horizon Forbidden West by Guerrilla Games. Immortality by Sam Barlow. A Plague Tale Requiem by Asobo Studio. The Quarry by Supermassive Games. Stray by Blue 12. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3 by Monolith Software. 
Miss Hart, we have got ourselves some big old titles for Game of the Year. I do like that we get a couple of smaller little gems mm-hmm. that made the list. As we mentioned, we did have an overall list for Game of the Year sitting at probably 30 different titles that got mentioned. Uh, some might have only been a, a small amount of votes where others were were voted on largely and we've obviously culled that down to a sort of a, a murderer's row as far as the, the big ones that are leading this final nomination wave. But Miss mm. Hart, what are you feeling about those nine or so titles there that are on the shortlist for Game of the Year for 2022? Yeah, so we obviously are seeing a lot of similarities in uh, other award shows or other award group categories of similar titles and stuff. But there are some titles here that I'm kind of happy to see kind of make the grade. Um, I'm happy to see that Immortality is getting a, a Game of the Year nomination amongst our community. I think it's very deserving. I think what they did was unique and was just so well done and stood out so much that it just deserves those kind of accolades, uh, as well as uh, a game called The Quarry. Great to see that our community loved that little gem. We did. We loved it very much and thought it was great. Um and we kind of want more of it <laughs> badly. <laughs> Give so, it to a super massive, please. Yeah. And then obviously uh, the Aussie gem of Cult of the Lamb getting a nomination as well. Brilliant. Yeah. It, it's great to see. And it's a list. I've played everything on this list bar Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's going to mm-hmm. be sort of one of the holiday titles that I'm going to try and work my way through. I haven't played any of the others, but talking to some friends and other people within the community, they've sort of assured me that I don't need to have played one or two to experience three. So I'm going to jump into this big JRPG that reviewed very, very well, won a heap of awards in its own right. But uh, yeah, this list has uh, got some absolute bangers on it. And uh, a lot of these games, or all of these games, excuse me, it's certainly worth your time. So 100%. if you're looking for something to play over this holiday period, maybe start with some of the indie darlings of the year and end with some of these game of the year nominees because there is some absolute classics here listed. But uh, let's get to the pointy end of town here and announce the winner of game of the year for the 2022 biddies entirely driven and decided by the fan vote. We have no skin in this game. This is done by you, 8-Bit Nation. The winner, Game of the Year for 2022 is... Elden Ring by From Software, published by Bandai Namco. One of the biggest games of 2022 in a whole host of ways, obviously averaging a 95 on Metacritic across the three platforms. Outside of a Portal remake pack for the Switch, it is the highest rated game on Metacritic for 2022. 17.5 million units units sold to date. It's 180 goddamn bosses in this game, 12 of which are mandatory. And it's also the fastest selling Bandai Namco game of all time. And it was the second best selling game of 2022 in the US after only Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> so Elden Ring coming out swinging. Did me proud, AB. Did me proud, AB community. Uh, nice to see also that we were reflecting exactly how the Game Awards feel as well. But um, I am very passionate about Elden Ring being very deserving of Game of the Year. I just think that a game of of that caliber and that like just enormous content out there and then just how many I don't know what the the style of gameplay is but I know that I was never into it um, I know a lot of people that played this game wasn't very like wasn't into it at all and then it just 
it opened doors. It, it was a great experience. And then it now has made me more curious about more of the game styles, very much similar to it. So um, pretty infamous. And as we mentioned earlier in this episode, some brilliant moments that came from it as well. So Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, this isn't a... Like, the Soulsborne genre is not something... I think I can probably speak for both. It's not a genre that we gravitate towards typically. No. It's it's a world that's a little too scary and too harsh for myself. But Elden Ring made me want to go back for more and grind it out. I never finished it and that's fine. Yeah. But I sunk my teeth into this sucker enough to have a pretty damn good complete experience. And I respect the hell out of what From Software do. I don't know just how much George R. R. Martin ultimately had to do with making this masterpiece. Like the storytelling, it's a little bit more subdued and you've sort of got to go looking for story in a way with finding characters and exploring. But yeah. I like that. The world itself, stunning. Oh. And it's huge, Massive. huge, huge, yeah. huge location. And just, you know, mentioning that earlier, 180 bosses in the game. So uh, you can punish yourself <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> in this game should you choose yeah. and the way that you can customize your character to look as absurd or as strong stunning. and stunning as you like you can play a whole host of different play styles it is really one of the truest sandbox games that i've ever played and yeah i just wanted to hat tip and applaud everyone involved with this game and it's awesome that um it sold so many units 17.5 yeah. million and this was uh, back end of November so that number leading up to Christmas could have probably nudged it over 18 million with some Christmas sales and things like that so yeah kudos to everyone involved but mm -hmm. Elden Ring is our 2022 game of the year as voted by UA Bit Nation so uh, yeah well done Elden Ring well done from software well done Bandai and well done you the listeners damn right what a game what a game well, that brings us to the end of the festivities known as the Biddies. And that brings us to the end of The Hungry Gamers and 8-Bit for another year, Miss Hart. Uh, mm -hmm. This is our final episode of 2022. We're going to take a well-deserved break over the next couple of weeks and uh, look to cycle back into that usual rotation sometime in January, a mm -hmm. date yet TBD, but we will let you all know on the socials when we do. But I figure it's a good time to uh, just send a bit of love to everyone that has consumed our content for 2022. On the THG feed alone, we dropped over 4,000 minutes of podcasty goodness in 2022. 4,000 minutes we've done potting this year, Miss Hart. That's absurd. But on the back of that, it saw us hit over 100,000 downloads for the year. We grew 15% from 2021 to 2022 and managed to reach over 25 different countries in this Aww. calendar year alone. So thanks everybody that's taken the time out to give us a spin, give us a listen, give us your feedback, good, bad or otherwise. You know, we do this for you with you guys solely in mind. So yeah, keep, keep reaching out, keep interacting, keep exchanging ideas on the socials, on Discord, on email, however you want to get us, reach out and uh, you know find us. We're 8-Bit at Brendan8-Bit at Mills Alley Hart or at hello at 8bit.net on the emails because without you guys, we'd just be two friends talking into a microphone and sending podcasts out into the ether. Yeah, truly. Like, 
honestly, thank you, everyone, regardless of how you took in the content. If you listen to us on the podcast or you maybe just interact with us online, maybe you hang out in the Discord or maybe you just recently discovered us and filled out a form to tell us what your favorite moments of the year or what awards you wanted to give for the biddies. Um, every single one of you that have done anything with us at The Hungry Game is an 8-bit in general. We truly appreciate uh, the time and uh, everything that you do for us. So thank you so much. Yeah, without you, we would cease to exist. And thank mm-hmm. you as well for making the biddies such a success this year. The The voting from last year to this year has grown 220%. So nice. uh, thank you for all that interaction. We're going to look to try and streamline the process for any sort of fan-based voting for these episodes in 2023 because Google Forms, they're great, but they can be a little janky to deal with. So we're going to yeah. see what we can come up with there to make a little bit more of an easy and painless experience. But uh, that's that's sort of in our workshop as well as a few other things where we've got uh, firing on in the background there that we'll talk to you guys about in January. But Miss Hart, anything else you wanted to say or shout out before we shut down the studio for one last time in 2022? Thank you, listeners, downloaders, social media interactions, and also thank you to all the companies out there that kind of worked with us, obviously Audio-Technica for always being great and supportive, and um, all the other groups that we have worked with like this year, last year, and moving forward. So thank you all, and um, we really appreciate all, all of you. We really, really, really do. We're very fortunate in that regard to not only have a great community, but also great working relationships personally and professionally that uh, we've sort of cultivated over time here. But uh, yeah, listeners, that brings us to the end of THG for 2022. Uh, Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy this holiday season. Hopefully you get well spoilt and well fed and just uh, make all the great memories over Christmas and New Year's. And uh, yeah, just, just be good to one another. Be good to people in hospitality and retail over this season as well because it is fucking crazy this time of year. So just be patient as you are trying to navigate those queues and buying certain things. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Apeit Nation, thanks for being a bunch of legends. But until next time, when we speak to you in 2023 with our State of the Nation address, I think it's time to get out of here, Miss Hart. What do you think? Let's go on to the new year. All right. Much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.